Welcome back to another episode of Ridiculous Entertainment. My name is Tim, your host. Just a few housekeeping things up top. Uh, we are still not on iTunes. We are trying. We are pushing. Uh, you should write your senators if you can. Definitely write iTunes. They probably have more pull there. XAV is still our top listener on SoundCloud, primarily because the last episode, episode three, Watchmen episode three, was recorded 35 minutes ago. So here you go. Let's jump into this. We are covering today His Dark Materials, HBO's new drama-ish show. This is season one, episode one. This show opens on James McAvoy carrying a child uh, with his demon to his left, and they are trudging through water. And where are they going through to get to the water? To a doorway. The doorway is pretty much flooded. It's, it's, it's 100% flooded. There's a man who opens the door. He's got dope look. He's got cool hair, all this stuff. And he opens the door as if he's sitting watching TV nearby. And I'm just wondering who passed this during building inspection. It is impossible. No building inspector in his or her right mind would approve a doorway in the middle of a lake. I don't, I don't know who did this, but it's criminal. So James McAvoy, he's taking the daughter through the lake to the man with a cool look and he just abandons. Well, I shouldn't have said daughter. It's his, it's his niece, I believe. So James McAvoy is taking his niece through the, through the pond to the doorway with the guy with the dope look standing in it and says, here you go. Take this thing. I don't want it anymore. It makes too much noise. I can't stand it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's basically how that goes. Uh, cool guy takes the baby and raises it up and jump. Now we're 10 years later. The kid is now a preteen or a tween. Um, I'm not quite sure what the vernacular is anymore. Uh, but, but she's like 12. Something that the college has failed to teach her. Jordan College has failed to teach her, uh, manners. She jumps right into a laundry basket in the middle of a laundry room where there are six or seven maids just cleaning away, doing their job, and you've just, just desecrated their laundry pile. You've just thrown filth into the blankets. Who thinks it's an acceptable activity to just put your dirty-ass shoes on the sheets? You always take your shoes off before you get into bed, don't you? Why would you want to put your shoes on the blankets of somebody else's bed? Even though they're not on the bed, they will be soon. Why would you do that? It's just not very polite. I think that a college would have taught civility to a minor that's in their care. After they jump in the laundry basket, quite rude, they go down to what is a crypt, you know, and the crypt for some reason doesn't have a lock on the door. The kids can just go right in. It's a little bit uh, unbelievable, but we'll let it, we'll let it slide. And uh, the one, the boy uh, is following her. I don't recall the, the boy's name, uh, but he's following his friend Lyra Balakwa into the, into the basement of the crypt and he can't find her because she went down first like five seconds again. And he gets down there, and she is now lying in a coffin with a corpse. Now, the corpse has since uh, turned to bone, but still, you have to wonder about the sanitation of this place. You have to wonder about the sanity of this child. Now, she's rude to the help. That's, I mean, whatever. I guess that happens sometimes. It's not cool. She's rude to the help. But now she's just being unclean. Jordan College, you've done a poor job of raising this child. Jordan College, what the fuck? Later on, you're going to see this child running across the rooftops. Jordan College, you have failed this child. Oh, and that's not even the end of it. Not even in this scene. Three seconds later, she hops out of the coffin, runs over to a bottle of wine, and starts drinking. She's 12 years old, and she's drinking wine. And you know what? The way she's swigging it and the way that she's pulling that bottle down and opening it up, this is not her first rodeo, my friend. She's done this before. Jordan College, you failed her. So we'll get away from that abomination of a school really fast, and we'll go up to the north. We're going to hang out with James McAvoy because, uh, you know, he's the man. His name's Lord Asriel in this. James McAvoy is cooler than Lord Asriel, so we'll just call him uh, James McAvoy. Uh, he goes up there in search of knowledge. His friend had just gone up there, and he didn't come back. So 
Lord Azrael goes up there for answers, for knowledge, and to find the answers that his friend went up there looking for. Regardless, he finds his friend. He's dead in the ice. His friend is dead in the ice, and what does Lord Azrael do? He takes a fucking machete and hacks it off. Now, you don't see it happen. I don't know that it's a machete, but we can all assume it is because it's a big-ass head and a big chunk of ice. You're not doing that with, like, a... I guess you can do it with a hacksaw, but that's fucking brutal, man. It's a machete. Let's just accept that fact. But who is cutting his head off? Now, there's two of them up there, as well as two demons, as far as I can tell. I mean, I assume that everyone has one. I mean, they do, but there's an old guy who you never see his demon. Uh, so, with that being said, there's two people up there who could have very easily have carried uh, their, their dead friend by hands and feet. But they elected to brutally cut his head off. Sound thinking. Good thought. So, he's determined now to take his findings back to Jordan College, as well as his dead friend's head. So, we'll go back there, too. We find Lyra Balakwa sitting in a class. She's being taught bullshit that a child should already know about the basic universe that she lives in but demons and such, how they're there walking around wherever the fuck you go. If you haven't watched the episode, you wouldn't know. Demon, uh, when I say demon, it's an animal that basically just follows you around all the fucking time. Can I take a shit in privacy? No. Demon's right there. Can I go read? Want to take a nap? No. Demon's going to sit on your fucking lap. Going to fucking lay on your chest. Leave me alone for a bit. All I want is some quiet. But regardless, the teacher's going to teach us about that shit, even though we know it already. Now, even though the teacher is an idiot, Lyra is still a dick to this guy. Just playing practical joke after practical joke on this guy, locking him out of his office, he can get in trouble for that. Just because Lord Azrael is coming up sauntering around like he's got a big dick attitude, and, and he just locked this guy out of his office, his demon, I, I think his demon might have been stuck in the room. I, I didn't see the demon crawl on his hand. You know, it's a, it's a lizard. I might have crawled on him, but that could also be bad because he's now locked away from his demon. So now we go and we visit the the head of Jordan College. Now, the head of Jordan College is the guy I mentioned earlier in the first scene, the guy who's got some suave fucking look to him. He's an African male, probably in his 50s, 60s. He's got a white beard, kind of cool uh, fro on top, for lack of... I don't like fro. I don't know why. There are better words for that, but I, I just don't like that one. Um, he's got a sweet suit on, and he's got half-moon glasses like Dumbledore. Now, I, I kind of doubt that a half-moon-shaped glass uh, set of glasses will work. I don't think that that will help you. I think the purpose of them being around is that your eyes are round and that you collect the light in the same manner. Uh, you know, I'm not an optometrist, uh, so I don't really know. But that being said, I don't. I challenge the validity of the theorem that half-moon glasses will work. They look dope as shit, but I don't think they're practical. So the head of the college is the is the black guy who's dressed dopely, and he's got a crow as his demon. Now the crow is basically acting as the devil on his shoulder because he's got a, the the head of the college has a task he doesn't want to do, and the call and the crow's just being an asshole. He's like, dude, just fucking do it already. I want to go home and smoke a blunt. That's what crows do. Everybody knows it, and you know he just he doesn't want to do it because the task is is killing Lord Azrael because of the heresy he's about to bring up in Jordan College. He fears the magisterium will bring punishment down on him for bringing this, this heresy home, so he wants to kill Lord Azrael instead. That being said, the demon, basically, it should serve you. There's no reason for that demon to go ahead and be a dick. <clears throat> and speaking of people serving other people, the porter, we, we now get Lord Azrael up in the same room, and, and, and the porter is serving Lord Azrael, carrying his bags, telling him this, offering information, and he is now a dick. Lord Azrael is now a dick to the porter. It's like this, this world is devoid uh, of politeness, of manners. Nobody is taught to respect and be just kind to one another. It's a world of dicks. I fucking hate it. Now, Lord Azrael has uh, 
a goal in coming home. He wants to get money from the college to pursue his findings in the North. He wants to go back North and fuck off again, abandon his knees like a real gem that guy is. And he starts using an old-timey projection system to display what he found. Well, I don't really understand what his finding is and why everyone is freaking out. Basically, he says, I looked in the sky and, and saw through my, my fancy glasses and shit that uh, there was dust. I could see dust coming down onto the man. Not on the child. That's into the child. Dust apparently is only attracted to the old people. And I don't know why you're always complaining about dust, Lord Azrael. And I don't know why the collegiate scholars are so impressed by dust. And I don't know why it's such news that old people attract it. It's not that old people attract it. It's just they're so lazy. They can't get out of their chairs because they're so lazy. Now, Lara's friend, I probably shouldn't bring him up because I don't remember his name, but he is fuck ugly. So there are people in life that you will encounter that have these looks that, and they're children. So there are children in life that you'll encounter uh, and you'll watch them as they grow up and you can just tell after you've seen a few of them, they will never grow out of that face. They are going to be fuck ugly for the rest of their lives. And you feel bad for them, but also, you know, I'm not like Brad Pitt. So it's kind of funny to point and laugh. You know, everybody gets their comeuppance eventually, but still, uh, it's funny to make fun of ugly people. It's okay to make fun of ugly people. So the ugly friend comes in. Lyra's, Lyra's in bed now. Uh, the Or in a room now. Lyra's in a room now. The ugly friend comes in and says, hey, your uncle Azrael is taking the fuck off. He's leaving you here again. He doesn't love you. You're a dumb bitch. So now Lyra decides to get up and ch- chase after her uncle. And he's kind of a rude person for just leaving, not saying goodbye to his only family that we know of. Now she's running through the grass and you look around and you see the grass. And my only thought is, as a man who's cut grass before, is what the lawnmowers in this world look like. We see what the travel systems look like. They're airships, rigid airships, kind of like the Hindenburg, but more fancy, more metal, far heavier. But I just wonder what these lawnmowers would look like. If they've got individual scissors, like on arms, or if they're just really long blades on arms, or if they're just standard lawnmowers. You know, it didn't seem like the wash machines were far different than the lawnmowers, but I feel like the lawnmowers would probably be a little bit different. I'm not I'm not sure though. Now we see two airships take off in this episode, and each time there's a little bit of I question whether this is a regulated service or not, because the first time Azrael's on the back of one, he's hanging off and, and he's and the door's wide open. He's hanging out. He's not secured to anything. Who is monitoring the safety of this airship? Nobody. Then it should be foreclosed upon, deemed unsafe and not used. The second time, Lyra Blackwell walks on the second that the airship begins to take off. Now, this just screams of an unsafe environment as well. There should be cones and chains and all sorts of things surrounding it as it takes off straight into the air or have a large platform that is regulated like a helicopter would be on. You just wonder about the safety of these institutions. Now, the head of the Jordan College, the dope dude, he uh, has this little toy, this golden fucking thing, and uh, he uses it to hone his witchcraft. He has some kind of witchcraft that I don't quite know yet. You know, it's just the first episode. He's got some kind of witchcraft and he uses the golden thing of a doohickey to hone it. And through this, he can tell the Lyra is in for a world of hurt. She surely can't stay at the college. I think that the Magisterium's coming to fucking kill her or something. So he's, he summons a woman named Miss Coulter. And boy, does Miss Coulter look nice. I mean, I can just tell by looking at her that she's just going to be the best of pals with Lyra Balakwa. She's going to be just such a good ally to have in this fight to come. If there's going to be a fight, they could just be traveling Europe having a blast in their rigid airship. Who knows? That could be the entirety of the show. 
Maybe they'll go to London and kick it. Go check out Big Ben and stuff. Then Miss Coulter tells Lyra, yo, we're taking off, we're leaving, we're getting in my rigid airship, and we're gonna we're gonna go have a ball, we're gonna do some shit. And, and Lyra's like unsure. She, she wants her best friend to come with. Miss Coulter finally consents to that obligation. But, uh, so Lyra decides to go. But before Lyra goes on the rigid airship with Miss Coulter, the, the dope-looking college professor says, Hey, Lyra, get the fuck in the office. You're in trouble again. What else is new? But instead of being in trouble, he gives her a gift. He gives her the witchcraft device that I don't understand quite yet. Uh, the Olethiometer. I believe in other mediums it has been called the Golden Compass. Uh, but there's no mention of the Golden Compass in this. Likely because that was a term made for the American book buying market because the rest of the world views us Americans as fucking idiots, which is fine. So he calls her in, gives her the alethiometer, says, hey, go fuck around with this for a bit. And he doesn't teach her how to use it. He's like, you're going to have to figure out how to use this. So she encounters a situation a few minutes later where she has to use it. And so she says, okay, runs into private and starts screaming into it, screaming at it, just nagging at it, nagging, screaming. And I'm like, do you really think that's how this magical witchcraft device is going to work? You think that's the solution to your problems is to yell at the golden compass? It does nothing, of course. But Lyra's going with on the trip. Lyra's going uh, to London with Miss Coulter. They're going to travel the world and be the best of pals. I can just feel it. I can feel it. But they sit down on the rigid airship. She's, she gets on there last minute because she's late. She's always late. She gets on the rigid airship with uh, Mrs. Coulter. Miss Coulter. And uh, Miss Coulter next to her has her demon. And it's a monkey. And boy, is the animation on this monkey weird. It is an ugly looking monkey. And I just makes me cringe. It does, you know? So I am interested to see where this show goes. You know, for this one, it was basically the first third of the Golden Compass. And it's like, I've seen this before. So I wonder if there's going to be, there were very subtle differences. So I wonder if there's going to be any more differences. Uh, that being said, is this something that you care about? Is it too kitty for HBO? Is there anything that interests you in this show? You can answer in the comment sections below. And also don't forget to like, subscribe, review, bell icon, share, whatever you can do in the mediums that you have. Just it, re it really helps us out to keep us going. And don't forget to tell a friend. Even if your friend is a fucking moron, we will take that fucking idiot friend you have. And, and his idiot friend too. Just keep the word moving, okay? And with that, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment.